Hello and welcome to Dyna Bros, the official reacts of your Dynamo Faithful. We'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotion all season long. With me tonight is Kyle. I'm your host, Manny Farseer, and we just finished the Dynamo Montreal game where our Houston Dynamo just lost 3-2 at PNC. Kyle, how are we feeling? Are we just numb now? Are we are we sad? Are we mad? What are we? Yeah, that's um I think all three of those are perfect descriptors of how I feel right now. Um you know, the 6-0 loss to Philly, I was sad. The 2-1 loss to Vancouver, I was mad. Now I'm sad, mad after a 3-2 <laughs> loss at home to Montreal. I mean, sad, mad. Yeah, Scroggins put it in the group text that he just said he's numb after seeing the scoreline, seeing that he had 300 missed text messages from the soccer group, and then realizing that Corey Baird was on the field. And he just said, I am numb. And I think that's just a perfect summation of, I mean, it's 1046. We just stayed up for, you know, a couple hours to watch this team yeah, just absolutely fall apart. And I'm just mad about that. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm mad at the decisions I have made to let myself to this point in my life <laughs> to be doing a dynamo podcast. Like, like it's just, yeah, you know, it's, you know it's who's fault it really is. It's it's our parents' fault because neither of our parents are originally from the Houston area. Both both, both sets of our parents moved to the Houston area. I blame them because if they would have picked, you know, any other city, we yeah. could have been okay. We could have been okay. Yeah. Why well, yeah, we couldn't we have moved to LA or something like yeah. <laughs> get it together, guys. I have family in LA. I would have been fine. They would have my yeah. family would have been fine. It would have been okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm um I think I'm just uh you know, laughing through the pain. I think is just anytime, anytime something bad happens to us and it, I don't mean unlucky necessarily. I just mean, even by our own hand bad. I'm just like, of course, like that's, that's what's going to happen. We scored a goal. We scored an early goal. It was a great pass from Hector. Seb has finished it. Well, he took his touch to get it over the defender, finished it, it off. Nice goal. And then what, within two, three, less than five minutes, they, come back and score an equalizer. Oh, bro, it was like it was like 90 seconds later. Yeah. It was okay. It was, it was nearly immediately. So, and then in the group text all I typed was classic. Like <laughs> I don't know what else to expect. I just I think I said naturally. Like <laughs> if this of course this would happen. Yeah, like what what do we expect to be I think um what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. <laughs> yeah, that's I that's think- True, man. That's exactly what it is. Oh, my goodness. But the thing is, Naga is not doing the same thing over and over again. He is trying different people out there and different formations, but um, maybe he's not insane. He's just uh, lacking. I don't know. Is that is that fair to say? Is that too much criticism? I don't know. I think I think the cracks are really starting to show. I think that the unprovenness is really on display right now. Like, I think the dude just doesn't really know what else to try and Jake, he, he couldn't be on tonight. Jake was at the game at PNC. So sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um, but he, he said in the group text, like we're trying so many things that nobody really knows what they're supposed to be doing. Like Sebus and Thor finally together. Didn't really know where to be playing DQ and Sebus were right on top of each other. A lot of that game. We had Baird and Griffin Dorsey at one point playing the same exact position. Like, like what do you, what do you expect to happen when you've got, you know, probably your third formation in as many games and, you know, all different sets of players? Of, of yeah. course, this kind of cluster is going to happen. Yeah, I um, 
I have to say that I think that one of the, I'm going to look at a specific point that point, kind of points to maybe Naga's newness of managing. I, I mean, I know that he coached a, you know, a, uh, the Kansas city two team. Um, but let's be honest, it's, it's not the same level. And I think he only yeah. did that for a year, maybe, maybe two, but I think it was just one season could be wrong, but there was a point and it came up in the text group too, in the subs right after they scored their third goal and he had subs ready. It was the the fullback subs, right? And instead of changing it, which mm-hmm. I think most experienced managers would have done right after those subs happened, or sorry, right after that goal happened, instead of changing the subs to try to go back and get that third goal, he just stuck with the subs he was already having come on, which were fullbacks. And I get that our fullbacks are sort of part of our offense. Um, they do come up a little bit. They do, you know, uh, cross in some balls. But I think a more experienced manager would have said, mm, maybe not both my fullbacks now, maybe just one of them and let me sub on someone more offensive at this point. And that was before yeah. Thor had come on, I believe. I don't think Thor got to come on in that sub. I think he came yeah, on later. Yeah, no, it was after. Because I was, I was upset that Thor wasn't being pulled on right at that moment. Yeah. And so I, I honestly, you know, obviously, you know, back backseat manager or whatever you want to call it, armchair armchair manager here, like, this is what I would have done. Like, well, I'm not a professional coach. Like, he's obviously made it further than I, than I have in his soccer career than I have. But it just seems it just seems obvious. I, I don't know, like to to be like, OK, wait a second. This was going to happen before we allowed them to score another goal. Maybe yeah. we should try to get another goal. And my fullbacks, at least not both of them, are probably going to do that. Um, so, yeah. And do you have anything to say about the starting lineup in general? I know we've talked about like the chaos of it changing over and you yeah. know different formations, but specifically anything in that back line or any players that you saw come in during the game that you want to highlight on? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why we're giving minutes to Zarek Valentin. Like it, unless it's just like Naga purely is the dude is, you know, maybe hanging it up at the end of the season and nobody knows except Paolo's the only one that knows about it. And so he's just like trying to give him some fan service or something. I don't know the dude that he <laughs> offers nothing. Like he got toasted on that third goal immediately subbed off for Griffin Dorsey. He had a fair amount, as far as I can remember, like giveaways out of the back, like playing the ball to either nobody dumping it out of bounds or giving it, you know, to, to an opposition player down the middle um, so I, I don't, I don't get what we're doing with him on the field. I thought, I thought the back line was, it, it's just, it's weird to have played this season. And now we're starting to see a back line of Sam Junkwa and Valentin, and then throw in whatever center backs you want in there. I mean, I know we were out teenage and Tim Parker tonight, so he really only left with a couple. Um, so it, it's, yeah, like. Why? What? What is? What is Valentin doing on the field? Everything else, honestly, from the eleven, I was fine with. It was nice to see Memo back involved, you know. And I thought he played a good game. I thought that he, I thought he should have stayed on the field after the halftime sub. Like, but yeah, that that was a weird. Time. I mean, it was great to see someone from Dynamo Dos, you know, come on. Mikael came on. He um, did a pretty solid job. Like, I, I would love to see him again, and I'd love to see him start. Like, why not? But the Memo sub for him did seem weird and maybe that goes back to was naga trying to play for a tie at that point and bring on three center backs already at halftime like i don't i don't know i hope not but but memo was one of the more like offensive players during the first half um he was he brought in that you know the cross for for um who scored uh stairs his goal 
Like, yeah. I, yeah, taking him off at halftime was was weird to me too. I didn't understand that. Um, let's move on real quick before we get to good, bad, and ugly. Let's talk about that penalty. Now, mm. the ball does not lie. Uh, so after all that review time, back and forth, watching the monitor, and then they call it, which Stairs had, was it, I believe it was Stairs that had this happen a couple of weeks ago and yeah. was reviewed and called back because that is the right call. Nearly Literally, the exact same thing happened. Yes. The ball goes under the player, bounces off of their leg and back up and into his body. What are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. That you, was you have to you have to fall somehow with your arm somewhere like and you're making a play for the ball. It's clearly ball to hand. There's nothing you can do about the position of your arms when you're sliding. So yeah. unless unless your hands are up here and and people obviously that aren't watching this video, <laughs> my hands <laughs> are in the, in the air, air. like they're <laughs> way up clearly in an unnatural position when I'm sliding. So like I don't get it. But you like you said, ball does not lie. Ramel Kyoto can suck it. That dude, like whatever he did with the dynamo, I don't even care at this point right now because You're the dead dude can us. suck it from this game. Yeah. You are dead to us. It was honestly such a bullquack call from the ref. Like to go and look at the screen and still call that as a penalty yeah. is insane to me. Insane. That your hand under your body when you're falling is a natural position. You you put it there to catch yourself. Like the way you just had your hands up in the air, if the ball had gone over and his hands were in that direction that would have been a handball yeah because his hands were over his head it was ridiculous another example of how bad the pro uh pro ref mls whatever they're called have been this season um and that's just on dynamo games we're not even watching a whole lot of other teams like come on guys come on you know hey you know what's sad though what is it the, what is it as as bad as the pro ref organization is not as bad as the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> Tears. Tears. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Kyle, we'll, we'll give you two of them today. Start with the good. What did we have that was good? Yeah. So you mentioned both of them, actually. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use two examples as good because I'm really trying here. Um, Sevis' goal was phenomenal. Chef's kiss. It was Oh, it was perfect. It was it was the most perfect sequence you can imagine in a soccer game. Perfect ball over the top. One touch brings it down to himself, chips it over the defender, sets himself up on the half volley, left-footed laser into the net. Like, yeah. lovely. And that's like, Sebas in the entire first half was amazing. And the other good that I'm going to use is, is the Dynamo Dose center back coming up, Mikhail Silva. The dude, I thought, had a really great showing. Physical... He had that sweet yellow card pulling the dude down at halfway to stop the counterattack. <laughs> we'll always love to see that. But I, I, I just thought he like handled himself well in a game where there was probably not a whole lot of direction given. So uh, those, those are my my two good examples from tonight. Solid. Solid. I like them. All right. I'm going to go with the bad here. Uh, the second half. Uh, yeah. We just let a goal go in that, again, I felt like, it was kind of like the very first goal where it just seemed like no one got in front of the ball. Um, they were giving the player too much space. So the player was able to basically round their defender um, and put it, put it away. I, I'm pretty sure Coco was the player that was closest like to him and should run on him. But then I think there was a defender behind him. It probably was Bartlow. Cause I didn't recognize him from the replay real quick. So it probably was Bartlow just cause I haven't seen him a whole lot this season. Um, they, 
he almost looked like he, I know he was trying to bend his body to get in front of the goal, but it kind of looked like he moved out of the way of the ball, which ended up, you know, letting it go in. But just, and that, you know, so the, go- the ball going in, them getting that third goal, and then us just really having no reply uh, in that second half. Um, maybe because we didn't have memo. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Scroggins, that one's for you. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that second half was was bad. It was not good. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe even borderline ugly, but I'll let you make that call. <laughs> so let's go go back to you for that ugly. Man, it's a it's a toss up on so many different things. And I, I I'm between so many themes on these last several episodes that I've been on. Um and I, I'm reminding myself, this is the Dynamo Faithful podcast. Yes, we are faithful. We love the team, even when we hate the team and we hate ourselves for doing this. But so many bad things have been happening recently. Lack of fight, no willingness to get stuck into challenges, no desire to really push the other team to making mistakes. You know, we look back a few weeks ago to when we're pressing and getting counterattack goals. We're not seeing any of that. Coco and HH were outside of that assist to Sebas early in the game. I thought Coco and HH were totally absent tonight as if we had no center midfielders directing this game. So man, I guess if I'm boiling the ugly down, it's, it's lack of desire, lack of desire to do anything bordering, you know, challenging the other team, making them make mistakes, pushing our players to do better. Like, and, and I, I was Naga in on the episode last week. I'm I'm Naga Y again. I think you might have coined that phrase a couple episodes back, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's just like Naga, what are you doing? Hashtag Naga, like do something. Like yeah, it's it's bad. Everything is everything is ugly right now. Three well, losing three two at home. Like, I'm done with that. I'm so done with that. You said sorry, I'm rambling right now. You've got me going. You said before we started recording. You're talking about like if we had tied this game, how we've we've had a lot of ties this season that have felt like wins. Bro, I was gonna be actually really upset if we tied this game. <laughs> because I knew the stadium would have erupted and been like, Yes, we did it. Like, absolutely we did not do it. We rescued a point at home against a very beatable team tonight. Like it was it was bad. Ooh, well, there you guys have it. The uh, the Kyle McGuire rant right there. You know, it's funny. I feel like these Dyna Bros uh, episodes are getting longer and longer, the worse and worse we get. Um, <laughs> we have more to lament about, I guess, is the is the problem there. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap that up. Thank you for joining Dyna Bros. Don't forget, we'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotion all season long. Thanks for tuning in and stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Billow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.